Hey, it's Bill Mosley, and you're listening to Horror Business. <laughs> Too much horror business Driving late at night Psycho 78 12 o'clock Don't be Good. late Fucking episode better sound better than the last one, or I'm gonna. Yo, yo, that's fine. Why don't you figure out how to record things? I'm not. That wasn't a complaint. That was that was like a shout to the universe. That was like a cry to the fucking whatever the old ones. All right, all right, all right. Are we recording? Yeah, we're. I mean, we're good. Yeah. We should keep all that because that was fucking gold. That's the banter that you come here to hear. Greetings and salutations. My name is Justin Lore, and I'm Liam O'Donnell, and you are listening to another. Howlingly good episode of Horror Business. Now, Liam, you what just e- gave which, me... What number episode is this? This is number 16. 16. You're probably asking, Justin, why is this howlingly, howlingly good? It's not about werewolves. I put to you, what do werewolves howl at? The moon. What kind of moon? A full moon. And that is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Full moon entertainment. All right, we should start at the top with this, though. We should. This episode... <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> is brought to you by our sponsor. The premier screen printing company, the Lehigh Valley. That's right, LVAC. Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. Here to fit all your screen printing needs. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Christopher Reject. Christopher. My mortal fucking enemy. <laughs> oh, man. We, 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 here's the thing. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris and the good folks at LVAC are our official sponsors. They are. But Justin has this blood oath where he is going to, at one time, at some point, he is going to eradicate Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris is the Charles Xavier to my Magneto. (laughs) I love him and I respect him and I will mourn his death, but it is a death that I hope to bring about by my own two hands. So um, here's the thing about lvac besides the fact that they do amazing work how do you know they do amazing work well if you've ordered any of our t-shirts then guess what you've seen their work yeah they uh they do all of our printing um they also do uh printing for many bands that you know they do um whether that be iron Sheik or uh gloss or uh slingshot dakota mm-hmm. that's that's them uh, they also do just custom work for a lot of uh, schools and organizations. Everything they do is within um, <coughs> certain green standards. They do good work. They do within green standards. They have a great staff who will work with you and help you develop ideas. I know them personally because I lived with one of them in college, and I watched him get his degree in graphic design. Yeah, I mean, this is why uh, just basically you write copy before you start recording, and we mm-hmm. didn't do that. No, uh, but... Well, I think that's within the punk spirit of it's very punk. apparel creations um, because uh, besides the fact that they are very professional in getting done your order, making sure it's to what you want, um, making sure that uh, everything that you need it to be, whether it is the quality of shirt, uh, the sort of printing you want, whether you want that kind of ink that's really heavy mm-hmm. that really stands out or that sort that uh, fades into the shirt so you barely know it's there. Mm-hmm. They've got you covered on all that. And they just do uh, an amazing job there. And I've never, you know, I, I um, uh, we've gotten a lot of things printed there. I've purchased things from them for bands and other organizations I appreciate. And I've never been disappointed with their work. Yeah, you can go to, I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot of places in and around the Lehigh Valley. Um, 
Shout out to Steel City Tattoos. They get all their t-shirts printed there and they all look amazing. Um, I know a number of lo- like local artists uh, who get designs printed on shirts there. Cinepunks has, has most of their stuff printed there. So if you have a Cinepunk shirt, you know what's good. So just, just visit their website. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, or you could just Google LVAC screen printing Allentown to get very specific. Because one time I tried to look up one of their specials and I put in LVAC and it sent me to some strange website that definitely was not a screen printing. It wasn't pornography, but it wasn't screen printing. So I'm like looking it up because I just want yeah. to know. Okay, so if you go to xlvacx.com. Chris is not straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you can see uh, all their amazing prices. You know, they have a special right now where they'll print stuff with leftover ink. They call it the, the, tra- trash, the trash ink special. Um, honestly, the leftover ink looks sick. It like actually looks really good. Uh, it's a weird off-gray color, but they'll give you a pretty substantial deal on that. So, uh, yeah, well, they're supporters of ours. They deserve your support. Please support them. Yes, and support all small businesses. I appreciate oh, most oh. most <laughs> don't support like your local I, I don't know like dog killing shop that's burn that place down I've always wondered why they had the balls to call it the dog killing we shop kill dogs. yeah we kill dogs it's strange it's very strange don't support them don't support the, fic- the, 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 the fictitious thing I made up moving along so yes thank <laughs> you Chris thank you for being our sponsors Chris made some really awesome um, t-shirts for us and all just aside, I'm very grateful for it. They're the, if you've seen our, the flyers that uh, Justin made for us. Sure. Justin Miller, not Justin yeah. Lore. The only other Justin who can who can exist. Uh, he made these really cool looking flyers for the Cinepunks Collective. And that design is on that t-shirt. So they look really good. I like that you call us a collective. It sounds very hippy dippy. I like that though. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. I didn't say it was wrong. Okay. Anyway. Don't be so uptight. Jeez. Hey. Lore. Okay, so, Liam, what have you done recently that's cool that involves horror movies? Not a damn thing. That's a lie. We went and saw Killer Clown. We did that. We saw The Deadly Spawn together last weekend. So, uh, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, um, if you go to the most recent episode of Cinepunks, we recorded an interview with a guy named James Harris. Uh, James is a horror fan. He runs a website called DocTerror.com. He uh, uh, hosted a podcast which is on brief hiatus um, called Horror Sexy. And James uh, has cancer. And he's been very open about his Ewing sarcoma and the struggle uh, he has with that. And, you know, there's lots of triumphs, but there's also lots of tragedy therein. And so the dudes from Exhumed decided to have a um, benefit screening to go to James to help him with his medical bills. And not only did was the screening uh, benefit, but then they had this insane raffle. That was so crazy. There were so many posters and toys, and they gave away free DVDs, and the Vinegar Syndrome guys had a whole Vinegar Syndrome package that they sent that came in a film canister. That was really cool. They had all these signed limited edition posters and T-shirts and books, and woo! It was amazing. It was like so much stuff. So, And they ended up raising, I think, $4,300 for him, so that's yeah, great. Yeah, it was, it was a, a proc, yeah, something like that. That. So it was an awesome event, and it was a double feature of Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Deadly Spawn. Now, uh, because we were interviewing James, we interviewed him during Killer Clowns. Now, I love that movie, but so I can't really talk. I didn't watch it, though. I don't know if you were in it. Right? You, you better believe it. I was. <laughs> yeah, I watched the whole thing. It was awesome. Uh, was it cool? Have you seen it on 35? Like I've never it seen it. I think the, the most archaic format I saw it on, I've seen it on, was like VHS when I was a kid. Sure. But it was definitely, um, that's a movie that you should see on 
on on film, like shitty film. Yeah, that movie really looks good on shitty film. Not that it doesn't look good on DVD, but it really it stands out because I've I've seen like uh, I went through a like a phase a few years not a phase like what the fuck am I talking about? A few years ago, I would go and look at like trailers for like old horror movie or like horror movies. Sure, and I would go on YouTube and see how they looked from what I remember than how they actually were. And Killer Clowns was one of those that was like, wow, this looks like the quality of the film is like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but then you see it on DVD and it's like, okay. But so seeing this on film was like, okay, that's how it actually looked when I was a little kid. Right. And then, um, and I, I love that movie. I'll go to bat for that movie all day. It's, I unironically love that movie. And then uh, The Deadly Spawn, that movie looked that that is that is another movie that needs to be seen on film, because even the DVD release of that it's got the um the film quality is like kind of degraded. Is that the, is, would that be a, an, ex, an actual example of vinegar syndrome, where it's got that oh, reddish? That's a good question. It's got that reddish tint to it. I don't know. I I don't know enough about thirty five millimeter to know what that's called when it gets that pinkish hue. Oh, it looks so good though. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I guess technically it doesn't look good, but it definitely it's a movie again that that has the feeling and the it's from that time where like seeing it and it, it looking like that, it, it just, it makes it even, it, it makes it even better. And it is cool to see it on the big screen with the crowd and they're into it. And yeah. 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 Excitement. And yeah, it was, <clears throat> it was a cool event and it was a reminder of why we love exhume. Cause they do these really, really awesome events. And to do something like this, that not only is it fun, but it benefits James. They didn't have to do, they don't owe James shit. You know, I mean, he does yeah. have a 24-hour Harthon tattoo, which is pretty The cool. only one in existence, I believe. Yeah, that we know of. Yeah. If you have one and you haven't said so, that's, you know, you're lost for not coming out before James. So. Yeah, he's, he seems like a great guy. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really get much, much of a chance to talk to him, but just listening to that, uh, to the interview, he seems like a really just genuine human being. Yeah, and I think he has a passion for the genre and, and, and really been willing to be open with people about his experience and what he's going through, which is not easy to do. It's not at all. So that was a great event. Um, I do think, though, I'm really scanning my brain on this. I think that's the only horror thing I've been to for a while. Um, for those of you who don't know, my wife is very pregnant. Yes. In you, fact, by the time you hear this, Liam will be a father. It's probably. true. We are uh, Friday. It's fr- it's today is Wednesday. Yes, another there will be a baby on Friday. Another child to add to my army of engines of revenge upon a world that has wronged me. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, the only other thing I can say is, if, um, I, I've talked about this a little bit, but um, I'm doing that cult movie challenge, the 2017 cult movie challenge, and as part of that, I watched uh, uh, Bruno Mattei's Oh my god, uh, Rats. <laughs> it's, it's not just rat. There's a sub. It's like a. It's not like just a normal subtitle. It's like rats. First off, something, something, something. First off, it's it's Bruno Mattei's Rats. <laughs> That's how you say that movie. I really wanted to watch uh, his other movie is called Caged Women or Violence in a Women's Prison. There's multiple names. Gotcha, for gotcha. I could not find it. I, you know, I went, I, I went to extraordinary lengths and I could not find yeah, a copy yeah. of it. So uh, it turns out you can just search on the Roku. You can actually search by director and just see what options are available on different platforms. And Amazon had a surprising number of his movies. Interesting. So, um, I, you know, I could have gone for one of the zombie-ish films, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, something about post-apocalyptic rats really a- appealed to me. I mean, who doesn't love a good post-apocalyptic rat movie? It was awesome. It's funny because I think I, I think it's the sort of movie that you're supposed to watch and be like, it's so bad, it's good. Ugh. But I think I went in 
expecting it to be so bad that when like I actually kind of got into it, I thought, wow, I'm really surprised by how much I'm enjoying this movie. Bruno Mattei, not to get too off topic, but Bruno Mattei made the only movie that, okay, so uh, went to college. I, one, one, one of my friends in college is friends of the podcast, Evan Valella. And sure. we made, that's all we did in college was watch horrible movies. Friend of the podcast, future guest. Future guest. Oh my God, I would love to have Evan on here. Um, Hell of the Living Dead was the only movie where everyone was like, Evan was like, no, we're, we're, we are not watching Hell of the Living Dead. Is that the, uh, is that the one also known as Necrophages? No, no. Oh, wait. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not I always, all, all of, all of quote unquote, those movies get mixed up. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then he also made uh, After Death, a.k.a. Zombie 4. Yes, which I have not seen, but I kind of want you to. You need to see that movie because Jeff Stryker is in it, and it's amazing. I still haven't seen Zombie 3, which is also a priority for me. Zombie 3 is actually kind of good, and not, not yeah. like, not in like, it, 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 it's actually like a neat movie, not like just like a fucking train wreck of gore. And, I mean, there's a lot of gore in it, but it's actually like an interesting movie. Sure. And then there's Zombie Five that involves birds, but let's you know whatever. What movie doesn't involve birds at this point? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, other than that, though, I haven't. You know, I spent a lot of time. Even now, it's the end of the month, and I'm still trying to catch up on 2016 movies. I didn't get a chance to see. Yeah. And I've I did rewatch some horror. Uh, that I, the, the things I've been able to talk my wife into watching with me. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> which has not been that much. So, but yeah, I haven't really gotten. I haven't watched really anything new. Uh, horror wise um and right now i mean it's january there's not that much out no um i know what comes out something comes out soon um i don't know i know oh i do have i do want to watch i'm pretty excited to see uh the girl with the gifts yes i have a copy of so i'm trying to see that um but otherwise i don't I don't know what else what else is coming out that I want to get on. Have you other than our awesome viewing of those two alien movies, have you watched anything else? I mean, I kinda this is like vaguely horror related. I finished the first season of Preacher. I like that. Yeah, I don't see that as horror related. It's vaguely it's vaguely horror related. It's Garth Ennis, he did cross that counts as horror. Um I started season two of Fear of the Walking Dead. I like it better than season one of Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I completely checked out of Walking Dead. I, and it, it wasn't on purpose. Like a lot of people make this decision and then they kind of announce it to their Facebook feed. So I've it, given up on the, I've given up on the walking and, dead. And, and it, it, it's funny is people always talk about how our troops overseas are heroes. The people who announce that they've given up on the walking yeah. dead, they're the real heroes. That's how you know that they're, they are made the sacrifice. They're more important than, that's how you know they're more important than you actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 my decision is not one in which I've actually evaluated The Walking Dead and I've yeah, decided. Yeah, yeah. My decision is just there's so many other things I'm watching right now. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to go back to it. The You know what TV show I am watching that's vaguely horror related? Have you heard of the show Crazy Head? No. It's a British show. And um, I've only watched the first two episodes. But uh, basically a woman feels like she is crazy and hallucinating. And then she finds someone else who's also hallucinating, but they are like, oh, you're not hallucinating. You're seeing the demons. That's awesome. And now that you see them, we have to like kill them. That That's awesome. Because if not, they're going to kill you. It's called Crazy Head? It's called Crazy Head. I like that. It's just started. Um, one of the actresses is the sister on that show, Chewing Gum, if anyone watches Chewing Gum on Netflix. Um, it's also a British show. It's very British humor. And then there's uh, Fighting Demons. So Crazy Head is on Netflix. Crazy Head is on Netflix? Yes, I have Netflix. Oh, man. 
I have Netflix. You, your access to media is so redonkulously limited. I love it. Hey, man, they can't find me. <laughs> when they come for me, they they're gonna have a hard time. I'm actually what I am actually confused. You don't do Shutter. I feel like Shutter would be up your alley. Yeah, I might be into that. We'll see. It's got horror movies. I'm aware. I know what Shutter is. Hey, hey, there's horror movies involved. I like horror movies. Do you? A little bit here and there. Do I've, ya? I, I I've dabbled. Oh my gosh. So, uh, oh yes, 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 yes. This is another call out to our man, the bearded Jeff. Jeff Thibault? Jeff Thibault. Jeff, calling you out, man. We want another sound clip because Monster Mania just announced in March that D.B. Sweeney is going to be at Monster Mania. I want a fucking sound clip. And furthermore, I want you to be prepared when I walk in there and grab him by the throat and look him in the face and say, you are being held accountable for the lies of Travis Walton that he has spread across the world because he was in fire in the sky. So get ready for that, Jeff, because it's going to happen. You just have these episodes on here, and I don't even know what to make. I just let you go. I wait for you to stop talking, and then I tune back in. I'm like, yeah, Jeff's great. All right, He's got to be held accountable. D.B. Sweeney has to be held. Also, D.B. Sweeney made uh, Spawn. He was in Spawn 97 as I call it. It was made in 1997, so it's Spawn 97. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I fucking, I gotta say something though. I couldn't say it to Robert Patrick because he's Robert Patrick and he might actually kill me. But D.B. Sweeney, I gotta be like, D.B. Sweeney, first off, what was it like having the Muppets, the puppets of the Greys attack you? Okay? I'm not gonna listen to that response. Are there any tall whites involved? There are no tall whites. They are the great, well, I don't know what the things in Fire in the Sky are. They're not the tall whites. They're Greys though. Yeah, but they're like orange and wrinkly. Oh my Jesus, I don't they know. They wear the suits of the greys. We don't have time to talk about this. Jeff, get me a sound clip. Please, I'm begging you. I want to talk to D.B. Sweeney. I need to talk to D.B. Sweeney. Let me talk to D.B. Sweeney, please. I have to. I have to, I have to, I have to tell him. I feel like for your own well-being, he needs to keep this from happening. <sighs> if I don't talk to him, if I don't talk to that man, and look him in the eye and say, you have caused me a quarter century of fucking grief because of fire in the sky. I will go to my grave early. I will go to my grave a madman. So what movies did we watch? We watched <laughs> 1989's, no, 1991's Subspecies and 1994's Seed People. Both full moon of full moon productions. So we we you know we talked. I think we actually said on the last episode what we were gonna do, and then we didn't do it. Yeah, we were gonna do. We were gonna. We were gonna do originally. We were gonna do like an evil aliens episode. Yeah, with extra and without warning. And it turns out it's really hard to find extra. In fact, I even talked to a friend and supporter of the podcast, Albert Martin, and my man's has like the largest individual home movie collection of anyone like i say home movie home video collection in the sense of like there's probably someone who has a larger collection of like prints or something yeah yeah but when it comes to people who just own things on either dvd or blu-ray no one i know in the world has more than albert how many how many does he have i think it's like three thousand or something i I might i might have him beat i'm sure he can correct me but he has well but the difference is he's actually moved into the 21st century (laughs) and he has things on blu-ray whereas you're like oh i've got that movie it's on a uh, cdr i got from china it's on a standard definition blu-ray oh uh it's uh i got it on a beta Dubbed from a laser disc, <laughs> I paid two bucks for it at the uh, Atco Speedway. Yeah, and fucking yeah, fucking uh, Jimmy from uh, you know uh, Luciano's uh, Deli took me there. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? 
I you, you took my accent, which was meant to denote simply that you're a goofball, and turned it into like somehow you're literally a paisano, which uh side note, you are not. I am not. I'm certainly not a paisano. No. I don't even know what I am. You're not down, is all I'm trying I'm to not say. down. So, anyways, uh, I I hit I hit up Albert. He doesn't have extra. I don't know anyone who has extra. I've seen extra on film, uh, thanks to the good people at Exum. Mm-hmm. And there is a DVD version. But in order for us to acquire said DVD version would cost, at least from what I've been able to find, $78. $78. On the old Amazon. Now, I didn't check Diabolic. Okay. Friends of the podcast, Diabolic DVD. Shout out. They shout have out, shout lots out. of great stuff. They might have it. I didn't check yet. But we were also trying to watch it like right away, and it's, it was hard to find. And then Without Warning has a Blu-ray release, but we didn't have it on hand. Here's the thing about Diabolic. If only we knew someone involved with Diabolic DVD. No, I know. I didn't check with them because if only we, we knew. You didn't tell me you didn't have these movies <laughs> till the day of. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, you got to bring the movies over? You're like, I don't got the movies. Yeah, what's this fucking movie bullshit? Just go on the interwebs and find them, Liam. Go on, your, go on the computer and find the movies, Liam. Go into the little thing and write, movies movies <laughs> and it'll just come up so uh we decided to do f- full moon some full moon <laughs> some lesser known full we will, uh, <clears throat> side note before we before we move on to this we will do a fucking episode without warning an extra i will oh, it's, fucking no, it's get, gonna happen that is my vow before the unyielding void that is my vow between before god and man for god man and the straight edge that's my vow even before the old ones even before the old ones even cthulhu I hail him, oh, his slu- his slumbering majesty neath the waves. Oh man! Anyway, all that to say, we did Full Moon. And we were these, gonna, these are some goofy ass movies. Yeah, we were gonna do. Uh, I wanted to do lesser known Full Moon titles because when you think Full Moon, you think like puppet masters yeah. or demonic toys yeah. or just a lot of porno. Side note: I don't think I've ever seen Puppet Master. Uh, the one I I've seen. Here's the thing about the Puppet Master movies. It's for me. They're an even worse case of like the Texas Chainsaw movies. Sure. Like for years, I was like, no, I've seen Texas Chainsaw three, and then I watched it. I was like, I've never seen this movie. I had just assumed is three. Three is Leatherface. Three is Leatherface. Three is the one with Viggo Mortensen, and I don't know who. There's no one else. But not four. Four is the one with Matthew McConaughey. Four is the four is the really really out there one. That's the one, by the way. In case for those of you who are have this fact wrong. Four is the one in which Matthew McConaughey first uses the iconic phrase. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> Everyone thinks he did it for Days and Confused, but that's because you all saw Days and Confused, mm-hmm. and no one saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, Four. Literally, no one has seen Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> in which he clearly says, "All right, all right, all mm-hmm. right." Mm-hmm. And I, with a, when I first time I watched it, and I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Second most iconic phrase from Texas Chainsaw, the Texas Chainsaw franchise. The first one being "Lick my plate, dog dick." <laughs> I was gonna go with the the chainsaw is family or whatever the saws the saws family. All right. So anyway, oh puppet master the puppet master movies. Here's what's weird about them. You think you've seen them, but you haven't. No, I definitely saw the one. I've seen enough of them to know that the toys that are marketed as the bad guys sure are like the good guys in those movies. Like, oh, is that right? There's a movie where they fight demons, like bad demons, and they help people out. But I thought this was like a, an instance of they started off being bad guys, but then people like them, and then they slowly sort of they became good guys very early in the franchise. I okay. want to say like by like part two, they were like fighting demons. Unlike say dolls. You mean the Stuart Gordon film? Yeah, that's a great movie. 
I know, but those are never those are bad dolls. No, they're not. They kill bad people and help the little girl. Oh, you're right. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, they're good. What? Are, what is there a movie with? Oh, Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, you're thinking of Chucky. You're thinking of Child's Play. I'm not thinking Chucky. Of Child's yeah, Play. it's you're, Child's Play. I'm not. That's what I'm actually. You're also thinking Night of the Living Dummy, the Goosebumps episode. It's fine. It's a common dolls Night of the Living Dummy. I get the two mixed up all the time. So when we come back. <laughs> We'll be discussing which one are we going to do first. We're going to do the uh, spoiler alert: god awful subspecies. Let's do subspecies. Um, yeah, let's do subspecies. What a fucking shit dick fest this movie. Hey, was. we're going to take a quick break. Thank you for uh, mm-hmm. listening in. When we come on back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, 1991's mm-hmm. subspecies. And I'm going to yell a lot about stuff. So, get are ready. you going to yell? I am. No. Oh, all right. BRB. In the dark past, humans were their prey, and blood was their life. I'm Rado. I'm Tim before. Killing begins again. Now in modern day Transylvania, eternal evil has reawakened. I'm afraid for you. Species, starring Michael Watson and Angus Scrim of Phantasm. Subspecies, the night has fangs. And we're back. We are back. All right. So, um, as we we said a little bit of this just before, but. Um, we decided to do two sort of lesser thought of, lesser known full moon uh, productions films, and I and I gotta be honest with you, man. Um, I had always kind of conflated full moon and Empire. Well, we're gonna give you a little bit of history lesson, but I want to say, uh, right before we did this, I actually looked at I looked at the full moon list, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And I looked at the Empire list, and while I've actually seen a surprising amount of movies on the Empire catalog, more than I would have guessed, I have seen. I've what are seen, some movies you've seen on the Empire catalog? Uh, Robot Chucks, mm-hmm. uh, the Eliminators, okay, uh, Dolls from Beyond, uh, Reanimator. Uh, did they also do Bride of Reanimator? I'm not sure. I think they did Bride of Reanimator. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure either. But it, you know, I, I can't remember some other ones. I, but I've seen a chunk of them. Yeah. Whereas I'm pretty sure I've only seen one Full Moon Pictures release ever before we watched these two. Was Castle Freak Full Moon or um, I think Castle Freak was Empire, which again I was surprised by. Uh, some of the ones I thought were Full Moon that I had seen, like Castle Freak, I think are Empire. But, but Charles Charles Band had a hand in Castle Freak, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no. Charles Band is as much Empire as he is Full Moon. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure what had to happen was Empire went belly up, and then he made Full Moon. He did in like 1987 or 88, I believe. I while I should have been working today, and I was working during a lull in, in work. I was sure. I was Wikipediaing Charles Band's uh, career, if you can call it that. 
And yeah, it basically went from like, it was sort of like if Empire was the Joy Division. Oh, God. Full Moon was the New Order, but there was no horrible suicide involved. And New Order isn't better than Joy Division. I don't know where I was going with that. I, was gonna, <laughs> I messed up that metaphor. Wait, are you trying to say that Full Moon is better than Empire? No, I was going to say that Joy Division is better than than the new order so i guess is em- I, I think empire's better th- no empire did from beyond they're better than full moon yeah i think no fair. full moon movie is better than from beyond that's fair yeah it's also accurate oh my god also barbara crampton has been in more f- uh, empire movies but we don't need to talk about that <laughs> so first movie <clears throat> i have my notes my little notebook here i appreciate that was 1991's subspecies directed by ted Nicoloi? It's a very <laughs> Romanian last I, name. I like how having notes has actually I, like hindered your be- ability to speak well, right now. Also, my handwriting is that of a child. <laughs> like my, my, my seven-year-old this niece. Is, this is why you type them up. I don't have time for that. And you put them on your phone. Look, I don't have time. I'm a man. I, 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 work, I go in two speeds, fast and off the rails. And looking at my notes, I think I wasn't off the rails today. So, subspecies. 1991. Directed by that guy, Ted Nicoloi. Nicoloi. He also directed the four other movies they made in the subspecies franchise. And I know there are four other... I know there are five of them because I own that box set. I own the... It's it's the subspecies epic box... It's called the epic box set. There's nothing epic about that movie. There's nothing remotely epic about that movie. The movies in the subspecies franchise are subspecies. Subspecies 2, Bloodstone. Subspecies three, bloodlust. Then just vampire diaries. It's not subspecies four. It's just the vampire diaries. And then subspecies five, bloodstorm. All directed by the same guy. All executively produced by Charles Band. Now, what's funny in this movie is like you know how like there's little facts in like Wikipedia where it says like like trivia. You know how it'll say like for like uh, you know an American War over London like trivia facts. This is the greatest movie ever made. And it's very sad. That would be in the trivia facts. In this one, it says it received lackluster critical mixed reviews. But it says critics praised the location of the filming, and it was shot in location in Romania, and the special effects. Now, I believe the part where they say that they may have praised that they they the fact that they shot it in Romania because it does look like they shot it in Romania. I mean, they did. I like the way they use locals, but no one actually praised the special effects for this movie. I'm convinced that Charles Band himself went in Wikipedia and was like, yeah, the special effects were really good and critics loved it because the special effects in this movie were fucking dog shit. Oh my God. The special effects in this movie, and I said this to Liam while we were watching it, this movie came out four years after The Gate came out. If you're familiar with The Gate with Brad right. Dorf and yeah. he's a bunch of other people, there's like the part where the little the little people they're running around the little I mean like the little guys not like actual little people the dead the, <laughs> the little oh imps God. they're like there's they're, little there's little devil little demons, goblins and they come out he chops his fingers off and the demons come out of his fingers that's what ha- that's what happens in, in in subspecies he chops and these demons come out my point is that a movie came out that came out four years ago four years before before subspecies had similar looking little imps oh sure, sure and they sure, fucking sure. look light years better than this yeah like these things in this movie they look like they look worse than the holodeck in star wars you know when chewie's playing the yeah they yeah, look yeah. worse than that and it came out fucking almost 20 years after this um also according to and i'm pointing at liam accusationally right now in according to wikipedia those little things they're the subspecies 
You know how I said when they're like, yes, Radu, my father, he laid with a sorceress who cursed him and gave birth to Radu. And I was like, oh, Radu is like the subspecies of the vampires. Because there's regular vampires and there's Radu. He's a subspecies. And Liam's like, yeah, you fucking idiot. I did not fucking realize that, you fucking yeah, dumbass. Yeah, why are you such a fucking asshole? Well, guess what? We're both wrong. Because according to Wikipedia, and Wikipedia never lies, those little things you see for five seconds in the movie, they're the subspecies. That's bullshit. I don't believe them. Okay, well, Charles Band said it on Wikipedia, so. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, subspecies is about these three American girls. They go to Romania, Transylvania, whatever, to do research for something, and uh, they catch the attention of Radu, who looks like a reject from the Lost Boys and has long... He's got these long these, fingers. These and they Nosferatu not, fingers. Here's the thing. If you're going to have a dude with these giant fake fingers. Like Lady Deathstrike fingers. He needs like, to stop holding and grabbing things. Yeah. And he's not good at it at all. Like, he keeps <laughs> grabbing people by the throat and you can see his fingers bend in funny yeah, ways. There's also the part I love where he's like manipulating objects and he'll go to reach for them. And then they very clearly, they very clearly cut to another scene. And then there's never a shot of him like picking something up. There's they're always... They always cut back and he's holding it because there's no way he could pick it up with his stupid fingers. It just looks dumb. It opens up. He kills his father, played by Angus Scrim, very clearly doing Charles Band a favor by appearing in this movie for like 10 minutes. And then um, he starts seducing these one of these girls. He, I think, kills one of them. I kind of stopped paying attention. And then his brother, his sensitive brother, his full-blooded vampire brother, Stefan, who researches nocturnal animals, he shows up. And then uh, a bunch of shit happens. Um, I did not like this movie at all. <laughs> I thought it was a waste of my time. Oh my God. So uh, here's, here's the thing. Um, the problem, the first and most obvious problem, the thing for which I think the whole movie suffers, is not the things we complained about at first. Okay. Though those things should be highlighted. So special effects, we could talk about that in a second. The acting, especially of Horadu. Horadu! Um, all these things could just be ugh, yeah but the number one issue is that the movie begins in the least helpful way yeah yeah we open up on (laughs) on fucking angus scrim wearing this massive wig (laughs) and radu comes in and we don't know what the fuck radu is no idea and he just comes in and he's like father but he doesn't say father which would be very he comes in and there's the there's angus scrim as a king and he's just i mean angus scrim has one mode and that's basically what he's in yeah yeah and this guy comes in and he looks like a fucking rat creature you know what he looks like for those of you who watched um buffy the vampire slayer in buffy when the vampires vamp out and they get the weird face yeah yeah it's like a worse version of that only what they've added to this is these Nosferatu fingers, which again, don't look anything close to real. They don't even really look like Nosferatu's fingers. They're like, you know, they're they're not Orlock fingers. They're like this whole other thing. And then his mouth is always red. Yeah, I guess he's just drooling. Blood. And he's constantly drooling like part of him. The reason I think he, I thought he was a subspecies is like something's wrong with him, yeah. it feels like. So he comes in and his voice is, <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, Yo, man, clear your throat. Yeah, like what's Calm going the fuck on, down. bro? Like, what is? So he just comes in. They're like mid conversation. It feels like it feels like they're have and 
uh there's all of a sudden a stone his dad's sucking on a stone the bloodstone that looks like a butt plug it, it totally looks, exactly looks like a butt, like plug. A butt yeah. plug so he's his dad is basically licking on a blo- butt plug he hides it in the wall then a cage just happens to fall on Red yeah Beard. yeah it, it, in a way that like you know those like uh 50s b movies like the the swashbuckling movies that probably cost like a hundred bucks to me yeah yeah it's just the ch- same thing. He like cuts the rope that's holding it up, and he's like, "Ha ha, Radu, I have you now." <laughs> it's what it seems. <laughs> yeah. Like. Like, How would you even know he was going to stand at that spot to they drop didn't. the cage? Here's what. Ha- okay. Here's what this movie feels like. It feels like, okay, Angus Grimm and Radu had an argument. Radu, oh, stormed off down the hallway. Angus Grimm was like, "I need the fucking bloodstone." Start drinking from the bloodstone, and then the movie starts when Radu walks back and be like, "You know what, Dad? Fuck you!" And then cage drops and not only that uh, because we're dealing with these vampires and they're in a castle you don't there's no indication that what you're watching is happening at the same time as when they cut to the train station yes with the girls in the 1991 like for these these girls they were like what is hip in 1991 so these girls are just like jumping around in their like french roll yeah i kept expecting like like so this opening scene happens and i'm like okay there's nothing to indicate what time must be a flashback must Must be be a flashback. flashback and then like it Cuts to the train station, and I'm like waiting for the script. Like, all right, 200 years later, a hunt present day, and the tone itself changes too. Like, there's all this dramatic music, and then they're on the train station. It's like, it's so like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) Oh, also, Liam kind of got to it before I started yelling about the gate. Radu escapes from the the cage by breaking off his gnarly Nosferatu fingers, which then in these shit and. I say this without a trace of hyperbole. The worst morphing scene I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. It looks it looked horrible. Like it looked like someone did it on I, I don't know, like a fucking leap pad. Yeah, and uh, the, so they become these little demon things. Little monsters. And the demons have no weight or shape to them. They don't. That's how bad they look. They look like they're just like badly transposed on the screen. Oh. They move across the screen kind of like you ever play those side scrolling Ninja Turtles games? <laughs> yeah. And that's what they look like. Like there's no sense that they're on the ground. They're just sort of moving across your screen. That's what I'm saying. Is like people like the Wikipedia page is like critics praise the special effects. And I'm like, what fucking special effects are look, worthy of praise in this here's movie? Here's also a thing. If if we're supposed to believe that Radu's fucking cock fingers are real in any sense. Yeah. Maybe have him have to gnaw them off. He just pops them off like yeah. they're removable fingers. Which, side note, they are removable fingers. They're yeah. giant fake fingers. Yeah. That then he pops off, and we're supposed to be like, oh yeah, no, okay, that's yeah, someone bored with this. Yeah, that's what he would do. It's uh, it's such a. He's got these crazy ass teeth. He can't close his damn mouth. He's always hissing and drooling everywhere. And it, it, you know, they they eventually get to his whole. He's born from a sorceress, which I guess makes him ugly. But like. How are we supposed to figure at any point, other than the fact that his dad likes to lick a butt plug that is called the Bloodstone? There's no indication that his dad is a vampire. Not only that, there's also there's no they just they there's like that's the Bloodstone. That's it. We get no explanation what the yeah. Bloodstone is. Uh, the whole thing of him being born of a sorceress and his fucking Angus Scrim is just sort of thrown out there by his brother Stefan. A good hour into the movie. Literally, there's like 20 minutes left of the movie when he's like, that's my brother. He was born of the union of a sorceress and my father. Which, by the way, how does that not make him the subspecies? How can the subspecies be the fucking broken fingers? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so mad about this. It's, it's movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I, 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 like, it, 
it just doesn't like there's so much about this movie that doesn't make any fucking sense okay so let's let's talk about some of the the I, I, I want to lead into some of the positives before we continue on with some of the negatives. Uh, okay, positive about this movie. Show me the way, because I'm fucking waiting. No, I'm here with you. The Romanian location. Good. It looks sick. It's, it looked It's good. actually really cool. Um, the use, at least exteriority, of the castles. You know, you get a lot of castle exteriors. They use an it's, actual castle, it's which not is cool. Clear in all the interior shots that you're in the same space, and sometimes it feels like they reuse some of the interior shots to be different rooms when they it's did. like the same room. So that's a little weird. But the exteriors are all great. Uh, the Romanian people, like the sort of village people, are suitably fucked up. If if I'm gonna see any european villagers i want to get a real gross vibe off of them yes that's how i like to view europe so there's there's a scene where there's um i i guess it's a ritual in which like one of the one of the villagers died and they were like he's a vampire so we must do this ritual where we cut out his heart and boil it and eat it and they're like wearing these fucking masks and they're like doing a parade it reminded me of uh the wicker man Yes, they all they all look like the uh, the jester character from the Wicker Man. Yeah, like a Punch and Judy type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but that was like unsettling. It it all yeah. fall, it all falls into that like that weird category of like archaic Christianity that is like sure. so far removed from what I know that it's like pagan almost. Well, and I think this film is trying to play into a sense of folk horror, while also giving you some sort of like '90s update on the vampire. Like knowing it's 1991, the fact that both of our vampire characters cannot stop wearing leather they yeah. have these leather, leather trench coats trench coats ill-fitting leather trench coats might they're i add not, they're, they're, basically they give them such oversized bloated trench coats that they almost play like capes but they're coats yeah but see i i don't think that was deliberate though no not at all like but i think it it it, it centers the 90s-ness of it yeah but i mean i don't think that we even really like it works with radu because he looks like a degenerate fucking monster He's kind of like a precursor to Marilyn Manson in a lot of ways. Yeah, except Marilyn Manson made mechanical animals where Radu has no redeeming value whatsoever. No, not at all. Uh, But Stefan, I just didn't understand how like they meet him. And as soon as he shows up wearing the same thing as as the fucking his brother, you're like, okay, that dude's a vampire. Like that guy is. But here's the thing. This is the other thing I didn't understand about the movie. Other than the fact that he has to sleep in a coffin during the day. What is one other vampire thing Stefan does? Does he drink blood? Not until the end. He's also afraid of the sun. That's what I'm saying. He has to. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The sun yeah. hurts him, so he has to go in his fucking yeah. coffin before it fucks his shit up. That's but like he doesn't do any other vampire shit the whole rest of the movie. He doesn't fucking hypnotize anyone. He's supposed to have strength, but you I only, don't see it. You only see him fight fucking Radu. At no point does he. There's a scene where they go to a Chinese restaurant and a girl eats lo mein noodles and he looks at her and you're like, he's gonna make her think she's eating worms, and then he fucking doesn't. That was the <laughs> longest, least payoff Lost Boys <laughs> reference ever. That was not. If we were in, if we were in a fucking performance group and you busted that mm-hmm. out, I'd be like, no, the payoff is mm-hmm. not worth it. That was worth it. We'll let the people decide. That was worth it. <laughs> so I and, and there's so many poor choices here. Like Radu. Uh, okay, so there's a cool thing they do with Radu's shadow that is very reminiscent of you know uh, Nosferatu of Nosferatu. But they use the same shot of the shadow effect. They can't yeah. reproduce it. They do the same shot three times. And it's it's a 
the one time I was like, oh, oh that was kind of effective. And then they do it again. And you're just like, oh, God damn it. Like, no. It's not even like they reproduce the shot. They just use the same piece of film. Literally the same. Yeah. They just they literally. Times. Yeah. I, I think when we watched it, I probably got upset and yelled about it. I was like, good damn it. That's the same fucking shot. And they like. Uh, so Radu's always showing up various places. No explanation why. Meanwhile, Stefan, who is also a vampire. He can't get anywhere. He's no. always running around. He doesn't he's know where he's going. He's late to everything. And, and meanwhile, Radu's just like, I'm in the castle. Now I'm in the villa! <laughs> and he's, you know, he's jumping up. He just murders the one, or he captures the one girl. No one notices. They don't fucking see him. He kills a woman in front of literally hundreds of people. And despite the fact his fingers are terrifying, he's just wearing a mask. And, and he, he, like you see him and you're like, like, as soon as they showed him, I was like, that's Radu. And as as we sort of hinted at, the acting in this movie. Uh, so, okay, I think the main Marianne, I think is her name, the main woman with the short hair. I thought it was Mara. Mara. Yeah. Is that right? No, wait, I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that she's not terrible. She's like holds her own. Her companions are fine, but they're the kind of overacting you expect in a horror movie. Like yeah. They're all like, oh my gosh, what? And then uh, Stefan has never acted a day in his life. No. And he makes it through the whole movie never having to act. Stefan like never Stephane, shows up. Stefan was a forklift operator, <laughs> a milk delivery guy. <laughs> Or like a dildo maker. I don't know. He was one. He was not a fucking actor. It's like they found the only attractive guy who already lived in that village. Yeah, like, you're in the movie. You're in now. the movie, and it's like, here's, oh. a, here's, here's a turtleneck in an oversized leather yeah, jacket. Like, uh, there's a older character who's sort of like a um, a caretaker. He's a, he's okay. He's fine. Yeah, he's an old guy. But the real pain here is, is Radu. He fucking sucks. I mean, okay. First of all. Uh, let's just get the fact that I get that he looks like the actor himself looks kind of like a mousy heroin addict. So yeah. he, he fits in some ways, but he's not tall. There are multiple scenes where he's supposed to be physically intimidating. And he's not. And he comes out a door. Like if you're going to have him at least shoot from below, yeah. like find a way to make him look good. And the, like they show you these young ladies in the doorway and the door looks like small. It's a small door. Yeah, yeah. Then he comes out the door and the door is bigger than yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like it's like they made there, there are ways to get and they made Sylvester Stallone look big, yeah. In and all in all the Rocky movies, and he's a little guy. He's shorter than I am. Yeah. Like same with uh, I don't know. Like they fucking made Prince look like a normal human being in Purple Rain, and he's like sure. a, he was an elf. <laughs> like why couldn't they have made whatever his name is the actor who played Radu? Like there's just nothing intimidating. Like this guy shows up and like people are like, oh, and like if that guy walked in your door right now, I'd be like, first off, you're not allowed in here because there's I didn't invite you, so leave. Well, that's a house of God that they fuck. That's that. Yeah, yeah. that's it's it, vampires can come in. They can only come in if they're invited anywhere, not just the house of God. And, 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 oh, also, side note: the best part is about ten minutes into this movie, Liam and I got into an almost screaming match about vampire lore. <laughs> it was it was so much fun. You had some made up shit you said that I that was not made up was. shit. Okay. Liam was like, I don't understand why they're putting wood in this shotgun. Why is there wood? And I'm like, well, Liam. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. What <laughs> I said was, of the various aspects of vampire lore, wood is sort of the most convenient thing. Mm -hmm. Because it is it is such an obvious um, uh, obvious ploy aspect, like that w it would be wood. Like as if the there's something inherent in wood. And then, of course, you're like, well, the wood of the cross. And I'm like, first of all, no one knows what the fucking wood on the cross. He is. was crucified. He he was crucified on a dogwood, and I know this because my pappy has a plate with a poem about the dogwood tree, hanging on our on our on our dining room wall. 
That is just some made up shit. That's not made up shit. Made up shit. Okay. Doesn't matter. The point is, is that it's so funny to me of all the various aspects. And I wasn't saying you that wasn't the lore. I get that that's the lore. First off, I'm the lore. But you know what I mean? I get that that's the <laughs> mythology. But I think it's like so funny that the, that this wood thing has persisted when it's like um, the mechanics of it doesn't make any sense. No, but I mean, neither does a corpse that rises from the grave to drink the blood of the living. So I know that makes perfect well, sense. Okay. Well, okay. Also, it turns out that I don't. It turns out that the the, the things they were putting in, in, like instead of buckshot, they were rosary beads. So it was blessed wood. <sighs> Look, Liam, it's not my fault that you don't understand the, the mechanics of killing vampires. <laughs> it's not my fault that you know you don't understand why and a white oak stake dipped thrice in the blood of a slaughtered slaughtered lamb that was born not one week past the new full moon, sprinkled with the ashes of angels' wings, and blessed by Saint Dionysus, can kill a vampire. The simple reality here is that you're defending subspecies. I won't go that far. <laughs> I won't go that far. And like I said, when we were watching this, I like the fact that he shot him with rosary beads because that sounds like something Hellboy would do. I just don't. I just don't agree. But the this point, movie sucks. The point is, is that the movie was bad. And I, I mean, I don't think we went into it thinking it wouldn't be bad. No, I knew. I, I, I yeah, I, I, I knew what to. Ex- it's, it's a full moon feature. I haven't seen many full moon pictures, but I've, I've. I'm familiar enough with their reputation and their goal is to make low budget watchable horror movies. But this was not why, I mean, I guess that's the thing is that, uh, and we're going to get into this in a sec because I think we both find seed people far more. Absolutely. But there's nothing charming about substitute. There's so many opportunities I feel like wasted where there could have been things that were like interesting or charming or unique about subspecies that, I mean, at the very minimum, they could have told you what the fuck. Why is it titled subspecies? Yeah, and the, like it, 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 again, it's like it, it's like there's so much they just work so confusing. Like what vampire lore they wanted to use. Like there there were scenes, and I don't know if it's just bad production. There are scenes where I do is literally walking around in broad daylight. And yeah, it, it, you couldn't tell. It, can Radu walk in the day, or they just they couldn't afford? To is he a night. damper? We need to know, Charles Ben. Is he a damper? That's. The proper term for a daywalker. But there's scenes where they're like, they wake up and they're like, it's getting dark. We have to get out of here. And it's like, no, it's like high noon. You're fine. Like <laughs> casually walk back to the hotel. And again, it's not like they never shoot at night. They do shoot at night in this movie, but there are multiple times that should be nighttime that aren't. Or there are times when it's like, they're like, the sun is coming up. And I'm like, it looks like it's like literally 11 a.m. Like, yeah. What is going on? Yeah. Right like, now? and it, it's just like. They're, they're like uh, uh, the reason I think it's like a it's, it's like a uh, fuck up on their part is there's a scene where Stefan is like laying there like oh the sun I can't take it and Rudy was like ha 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 back to my crypt I go and it's like yeah but why aren't you affected like you're you're like like shouldn't you look more like a monster than he does like why is he crippled and you just prancing about like and if if the idea is that Radu can move around in the daytime that's fine but there are multiple shots again reused of him <laughs> emerging from his fucking coffin that's lit why from would, below why would you emerge from a coffin yeah. if you can sleep if you can walk around during the day you would never go to the coffin yeah. uh, if you're like yeah i can be outside at any time yeah then why wouldn't you just keep vaguely normal hours there is so, uh, again there is so much inexplicable illumination in this movie like there are doors that are just lit from within somehow his coffin is lit and when he gets he climbs so clumsy when he gets out of his coffin I, like maybe I'm just used to the Nosferatu where he just fucking right out of the coffin. In this one, he's like, 
They awkward. wanted that Nosferatu effect, and they didn't have it. Miserably. They so, failed miserably. And in the end, I mean, I think I think what you're pointing to somewhat obtusely with all this lighting is that the movie wants to be very gothic. It yeah. wants to be romantic. I un- and it fails so much so that all of the lighting effects that are meant to create mood it, are just obvious. They never get there. There's no mood created. You're just watching it being like, this is awful. Yeah, like, how did this what, happen? It's it's like, I mean, I think it's um like a, a great example is even as bad as a movie as Phantasm 2 is on a technical level, the scene at the end where Reggie's truck, or no, that's, that's Phantasm 1 where the truck crashes, and um, or the car crashes, um, and Mike has to like get out of it. There's just this light there. It's just lit. Yeah, yeah. And like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what's casting that light? It doesn't matter because it works because it's 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 done in such a way. You're right. like, you know, that's that's how like lighting is. It works best when you don't notice it. This is just like the whole movie. It, like, there's so many times where just shit is inexplicably lit up. And characters are giving dialogue that doesn't make any sense, and they're really trying to act it. Like, there's a lot of people really trying to put in work in this movie. Yeah, and the, what they're given to say doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. And that to me, I mean, I want to like move on and talk about the next movie honestly because i'm kind of sick of this movie already (laughs) it it culminates in this stupid fucking swashbuckling sword fight i don't need here's the thing if you're gonna a i don't need to watch these vampires have a sword fight b if you're gonna have them have a sword fight give them a fucking sword fighting class they literally gave two immense giant swords not like reasonable swashbuckling swords fucking broadswords they have giant fucking broadswords and they clearly gave them to two dudes who not only don't know how to fight with them but they're having trouble holding yeah, the they're swords too For, okay radu with his fingers he can't even hold a cup of coffee <laughs> he cannot there's no way he's holding this sword and he's just like I, 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 like it was like watching like alec guinness and david prowse fight in like a new hope with the lightsabers but way worse it's it's bad it's really and bad. it goes on for so long mm-hmm. and like you know what's great about subspecies too is because i don't give a fuck and i just read about it on wikipedia mm-hmm. um first off i think bernie Wrightson did an illustration for subspecies too okay because i remember seeing that in an issue of fangoria when i was a little kid it's a thing i, I want to it's not radu but it's someone's eating a wolf that's where i first a wolf wolf <laughs> that's where i first heard of subspecies but like the best part about subspecies too is that Stefan dies immediately. That's how the movie opens. Right? That's how the movie opens. Yeah, it's like we've defeated Radu, and then he's like, "Ha ha ha!" The subspecies brought me back, and they kill Stefan, and then the idea that the little finger creatures are the subspecies is like making me so angry. I don't blame you because they're in it for like three seconds, and they serve no purpose. More angry than uh, I mean, we never even named. Uh, we're gonna move on. I'm sorry, we're <laughs> <laughs> we're killing you with this movie. But we didn't even say. Okay, so we made it sound like the main conflict is just these two brothers. But part of the issue is that uh, Radu steals Dad's bud plug. Yeah, <laughs> plug the bloodstone, mm-hmm. and he's just sucking on it all the whole movie. Long, just sucking it. Now this is what I understand. He's got the bloodstone, but he's still drinking people's blood. Yeah. Why do you even need the bloodstone? And then at, at a certain moment, when they're really trying to explain to you why this whole bloodstone aspect even matters, they're like, but with him, his evil will just grow all the more. And I'm like, but he's already pretty... What I When people say that, I don't <laughs> understand. Do they mean that they're going to get more evil? Because... Okay, they're already pretty evil. Yeah. So what do we mean? Like he's just gonna start kicking puppies? Like yeah, what yeah, is yeah. the next step? Or do they mean his power is gonna grow? And then it's a suggestion that like 
his power grows as evil. It's such a weird statement, but it, it only became more weird to me because they never really clarify, other than supposedly, the, uh, according to Crazy Gypsy Lady, the bloodstone has the blood of all the saints. Did which, they say that? I completely missed that if they said so, that. So, for whatever reason, the vampire dad, Angus Scrim, Angus Scrim. is sucking on the bloodstone. Okay. And the bloodstone has the blood of all the saints. And that's why he doesn't have to feed on people because he's got the bloodstone. Only motherfucking Radu, he's hitting the bloodstone. He's sucking blood. So, he's doing so, everything. So the bloodstone is sort of just like like methadone. The literal idea is that uh, in this village, um, Dracula's there. For whatever reason, he's not a fucking vampire. He's just the actual Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. And uh, they're under siege by the Turks. Yeah, I call it that. And then they prayed in the good vampire. And then Angus Scrim showed up and like killed the invaders. This is what happens. The vampires show up. They kill all the invaders. Um, but what happens is the va- vampires are not satiated. They need more blood. Okay. So the gypsies, of course, because they're gypsies. Yeah. They just happen to have this stone that has the blood of all the saints. So Magic. Like, oh, Who does? Yeah. We'll just give them this butt plug. That has blood coming out of it, and then they'll be satiated, and they won't feed on us anymore. Yeah. And so that's like Angus Scrim, I guess, for whatever, hundreds of years, has just been sucking on the stone. Whenever he gets a little tingly, he gets a little tingly yeah. in his britches, Happens. he sucks on the stone, and then he's good to go. So why would Radu want... I mean, I like, they don't... There's s- no reason. And here's the other thing. if Why does only Angus Scrim get to suck the stone? What about Stefan? Does Stefan get to live without sucking blood? Is he sucking on the stone? There's... Angus Scrim was like, no son of mine is going to be a stone sucker. The issue is that there are so many aspects to the movie. There's actually a lot of mythology thrown at you that no one actually sat in a room. They didn't. No one ever sat down no. and said, let's talk through the mythology. Let's to make, make sure this shit works. make sense. And it doesn't. Hey, can we stop talking about this shitty movie? Oh, fuck Radu. Hey, we're going to take a break. Fuck Charles Band. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Fuck Charles Brand. Brand? Band. Band. Fuck Charles Band. I can't say that though because Robot Chocks. Yeah, he also. I mean, again, From Beyond. I love dolls. Dolls. Five subspecies movies he made. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're going to talk about a movie that, even though it is a Full Moon Pictures production, and it is not good in a in a classic sense, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and that is Seed People. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. In Comet Valley, the seeds that aliens have planted have grown inside of human souls. Somebody's fooling around in that orchard tonight, Thurman. Look, I got a crop I got to get in. Now, something's got to be done about this. The question is, are you one of them or one of us? Now... They are readying mankind for the harvest that will enslave the Earth. This is the creature I saw in the room with her, Heidi. We can't be sure about anyone anymore. Please! Please, run! Shot you to pieces. I have unleashed a terrible thing on the world. Whoa! 
the root of all evil. We're back. We're back. All right. Now that we got that uh, horrible, horrible movie out of the way, we're going to talk about a movie that I hold near and dear to my heart. 1992's Seed People. I, I I need to shout out really quick because I'm just really impressed. Um, we just got some notes from our good good friend Jaime Jaime Burchard. Burchard. What's weird is I actually don't know how to say your last name, Jaime. Jaime, what's up with that man? Get at us. <laughs> Let us know. Well, I mean, I've actually talked to him, so I should know. Yeah, you he was fucking on, he was I, on Eric Roberts is the <laughs> fucking man. Well, I have a reason not to know. You don't. Yeah. So. Um, I just want to say a little something. I was really convinced that Wikipedia was wrong and that the subspecies were not his fingers. Look at that. But it turns out that's true, and mm-hmm. they're recycled from another movie that never got made. What's it called? Uh, the Subterraneans. Mm-hmm. But we watched next Seed People, uh, which was directed by Peter Manoogian, Manoogian. Uh, who directed the first Demonic Toys movie, a franchise we all know and love. Yeah, Demonic <laughs> Toys versus versus Puppet Masters. Puppet Master. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and um, why don't you tell people a little bit about the plot of Seed People, which may sound familiar to everyone. Seed People, okay. So Seed People was one of those movies that when I was younger, I would always see at... Um, West Coast Video, which I've brought up on the show before, but when I was a kid, that was like the place to go for horror, horror movie DVDs. It was like a little chain, probably associated in California due to its name, but anyway, I, I would always see Seed People, and I was like, oh, I gotta, I wanna watch Seed People, so I, you know, my, my, my mom let me rent it a few times and I watched it, but the plot of Seed People is as follows. Now, bear with me, because this is gonna sound realistic. In fact, I don't even wanna waste my breath. It's just Invasion of the Body Snatchers with cool-looking monsters. <laughs> like, there's like this, uh, there's like these, this guy, um, it opens up in like a flashback where he's like in a hospital and he's like, he has a head wound and he's like, oh, I have to stop him. I have to stop him. I'm like, sir, you need to calm down. Tell me what happened. And then the whole movie is a flashback. And our main, our main character, who I don't know his name, goes to this small town, Comet Valley, California, or Oregon. Let's go with Oregon. Comet Valley, Oregon, where... Um, he's like a geologist and he's, he's hunting meteorite fragments. And then they find out that there are oh, there's, there's these, the comet that the meteorite that gave the, the, the valley its name when it fell hundreds of years ago, brought with it the species of aliens that can copy human beings, control them telepathically. And here's the kicker. They're plants. They're plants. Mm. They're seed people. So and the, the, to be fair, it, it's important to note I think that there are three varieties of sea people. There are who can look like humans, but then they transform into weird, fucked up creatures. There's, uh, there's the. I used to know their names when I was a kid because on the back of the box, I can it picture says what they are. It says there's like I know the one that rolls around is called like the tumbler, and then there's the one that flies. It's not called the flyer. It's something like vaguely more specific than that. Okay. And then the one that's just like the one that like walks around. Um, it, I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. It's a useless piece of information. It's wasted. <laughs> the, the point is, is that thirty the, seconds of your life. The the effects on the actual aliens are pretty good. Yeah, this is a movie. I was thinking about this while I was lifting weights at the gym tonight because that's what I do when I when I lift weights. I think about stuff like this. When you see the way things that's look, because you're an athlete and an intellectual. I uh, wouldn't go that far on either of them. Um, 
when you see like all the effects they use in this movie, and there's a lot of gooey effects. This is a very gooey movie. Sure. Um, when you see like the monsters and you see the way they that they they propagate, um, it's all practical effects. And this is the movie that you know when people are always like, I didn't want to watch. I hate newer horror movies because CGI is stupid. And practical effects are fucking awesome. And you're like, oh, what's your favorite movie with practical effects? They're going to say John Carpenter's The Thing. And you say, what are some other movies that you like the practical effects? And you're just like, my taquitos are done. I have to go. This is a movie. No one has ever said that to you. No, ever. I've never had this conversation. I've had it in my head lots of times. Because oh every God. time on, uh, people go, fucking special effects, fucking stupid. You're, we just want to make it clear that no fan of horror business is um, being represented in Justin's impression. No, this is, this is a hypothetical person that exists only in my head. But also exists everywhere, you fucking monsters. My point is, is that people will like people like to complain about no, stuff, they and they do, they, they, they do. And uh, the practical effects complaint. My my point is, this I don't have an issue with. No, no, not at all. Because I do think that practical effects do work. At but times. not a lot of people mention seed people, which no, and has surprisingly good. This is I was going to say. This is the archetypical movie where, um, where practical the practical effects are amazing. The practical effects, like it looks, everything looks really good. Um, I mean, I would I would say this is like Rob Bottin level practical effects. Like they look really, I mean, the monsters, the way they move, the gooiness. Like there's one scene where this guy's in the woods and he's like, he's like, there's a there's a, a seed people pod in the tree and it's like pulsing and he pokes it and it just fucking comes all over him and then he fucking melts and then the seed person pops out and it like rolls around. All that shit looks really good. And even the monsters, like when they're attacking, like it's all like puppetry and all that. The rolling around seed person. It explodes open into like a starfish shape yeah. that has tentacles. That shit's actually kind of fucked up. Yeah, and it's frowning. It's it's so it's, it's so mad. Like, it's so pissed off the whole time, and I love it. Um, and so I mean, there's some weird stuff like uh, the character who's sort of our lead character. Um, besides being a really awkward guy who looks like he has a meth issue <laughs> who can never not be wearing denim. Like he's he has always denim the whole wearing time. like, and by denim, I don't mean a pair of jeans. He's always wearing a pair of jeans and a jean shirt that don't exactly match, but almost match. And a jean jacket. And I'm assuming if he, when he, when he goes to bed at night, he's like, better put on my, my denim pajamas over top of my denim boxers. I'm sure. I'm sure he has, Denim boxer. I'm sure it's a denim banana hammock under there. Oh, no fucking doubt. So he's staying at this bed and breakfast with his ex. Uh, who, let let me let me say this, because this was something that I knew uh, as soon as I saw it, I would be stoked on. Um, but I I couldn't remember this actress's name. And luckily, our, our man, uh, Jaime, found this and put it in our notes. Because I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I got to mention this. So his ex runs the bed and breakfast and she of course because she one time took this fucking gargoyle's penis now <laughs> she's drawn into this drama i mean the whole town is but she's like really drawn this seed people related drama so uh, her name's heidi she's played by andrea roth if that name sounds familiar you might have been like me into that show rescue me mm. or possibly blue blood mm. bloods or the tv miniseries ascension this is a this is a precursor to blue bloods it was uh, known by its original title Green blood. Okay. I made that up. Oh my God, you're an awful person. <laughs> also appeared in movies like The Collector and War. Um, uh, also in this movie is Holly Fields, 
who uh, people know from uh, video game voice acting. But Andrea Roth stuck out. I was like, why does she look so familiar? And I, I did one of those things. I, I don't really like looking at my phone when a movie's on, even a movie at home. But I just had to figure out who she was. And when I figured it out, I was like, oh my gosh, where's Scooby? <laughs> I love that show. Um, anyways, she is not great in this movie. In fact, no one is great in no. this movie. And yet the movie works. I, I, I think part of my excitement about Seed People is that it's so much more entertaining and effective than the other movie we watched, here, here, Subspecies. And I'm wondering if you feel like you know why that is. Besides I, the obvious note that they stole most of the plot from uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So what I think, uh, what, 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 is, what this movie, how this movie works, it, it kind of like, the problem with Subspecies is that it's very formulaic. Young sure. woman goes to exotic place, is seduced by ancient evil there, whatever. This movie works. Is she seduced? She's seduced. Oh my god! All right, She's go seduced. Um, this movie honestly feels like if you ever watch like the Hallmark movie channel, yeah, every single Hallmark movie channel can be described thusly: woman leaves small town, moves to big city, marries a guy, has a child, man dies, move back to the small town. They have to struggle to readjust to you know living in a small town. Something happens. She gets drawn in. She meets an old flame. And then the conflict is resolved and everyone else is better off for it. That's roughly how this movie plays out. You know, guy leaves a small town, comes back. Every, like, they might, like, no one trusts him. He's drawn back into his small town ways and his old flame. And then, like, he has to solve the conflict that has overcome this small town. Which is sea people. Sea people, yeah. Now, in, like, the Hallmark movie channel, it would be, like, uh, horse thieves or, like, water bandits or, you know. But it's funny because casino when, moguls. When, when you're saying that, it, that sounds very um, derogatory, but what I actually find compelling about what you're saying is that it works. It works in this movie, and it works in a way that like the best of those Hallmark movies still kind of work. Like even yeah. though you know what's going to happen, they're watchable. Like in, in this film, the moment the local crank shows up. You're like, oh, that's the guy who's actually going to help them solve yeah, everything. Yeah, it, it also it, it also has it, it also has all those really great B movie tropes. Sure, like the mistrust of authority. Right. The, the the youngster who knows what's going on. Asshole cops. Asshole cops. So many asshole cops. Every cop is either completely uh, incapable of anything or an asshole. Like the few cops who might be okay at their job are so busy being assholes that that they're as as bad as the stupid cops. Yeah, and then it has my favorite horror trope, the the old man who no one trusts, but he knows what's going on, and in the end he's he right. He is so fucking crazy the whole time, yeah. and he's right. He's like spot on. But I mean, even the when we say the practical effects, we describe the creatures. But even the so there's these flowers in the orchard that are have come out of these meteorites, which we find the meteorites are just seeds, and then we later find that the meteorites are part of a seed cone, and that has released you know thousands of these seeds that will become seed people. But for whatever reason, those seeds don't actually become the people. The They plant these flowers. And the flowers uh, do a variety of things to humans, whether those things are little uh, popcorn pods or like basically actual jizz. At yeah, one like point... <laughs> A flower <laughs> comes on a man. It is an, it's like Peter North in, style ejaculate. Until he is encased in cum. And then the cum casing breaks open, as they do, and a creature emerges. And uh, 
Uh, I'm into it. It's yeah. really sick. It's like it's one of those things that when you see it happening, you want to write it off as goofy, and it is kind of goofy, but it's also effective for what it is, and it ends up feeling kind of disturbing. The first two, first the two things I love about that scene are first off, there's '90s choppy '90s slow mo, which I yep. love, yep. and then it reminded me of. Did you ever see that like that that the cutscene? Oh, my phone just fell. Um, the cutscene from the original Alien when at the end. Ripley is like going about the the ship, the the Nostromo, and a flower and, comes on her. Yeah, the flower fucking comes on her, and John Hurt's like, "I told you, I'm back from space." No, she finds like the crew. She finds like uh, Dallas and Yafikado and the others, Harry Dean Stanton. Sure, she finds them, and they're turning into the alien eggs. Oh yeah, totally. And and you know, thankfully they cut that because then you know it makes way for the Queen Alien and, and aliens, and you you know you miss. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Tom Skerritt. That's the first time in the in the franchise with the kill me. But that's I mean that's what I thought of that scene because it's like these seeds, these flowers. They just hit these people with like corrosive popcorn Goo. and just hot cum, and it just dissolve. Like they're just they become like a- actual cocoons that the seed people hatch out of. Yep. And then the seed people. So they're these they're these like gnarly monsters that like it's like Charles Band fucked the Jolly Green Giant, and then these things came out. And they're just like disgusting and they like walk around or fly. And they can change into people. They can change into like people. Like there's... <laughs> it's so irrational. It's so funny because it, 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 the movie has a sci-fi angle. And honestly, even though there's no actual science in the movie, it still works as a sci-fi horror movie because if, if you've seen enough sci-fi horror movies, you know they tend to give up the science just for gooiness. And I'm pretty much with it up until the one moment when we see one of these things become go from human to creature, in which the special effect is just crouch down, now you're a creature. Yeah. And that's it. And I, you know, I'm watching it going, man, you put thought into the mechanics of so much of this yes. movie that, that the transformation just felt like, I don't know, just it just crashed down. It was like if, if you guys if you guys remember um, what it was like it, I want to say it was inspired. It was definitely inspired by Terminator, Terminator Two, the T one thousand. Okay, but it wasn't nearly as good. It was like I was gonna say it, it was like fucking Ultraman. Like remember every creature in Ultraman, just some human does like hand movements, and then all and then of a they sudden just, they're a yeah. creature. Well, I was gonna say it's like the end of Willow when oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah when um f- uh, what's the the good sorcerer name when she's like morphing into all that like weird shit like a bear and a horse. Willow, you are great, <laughs> Man Monaghan. That's that's what it was like. Willow. <laughs> that's she turns into a goat. Willow, you are great. <laughs> Willow. Oh my god. So anyway, that's what it's like. It, it's it's there's so like give me something like that's what uh, that's what was the only bummer is like there's so much cool gooey shit in this yeah. movie. They could have done some really neat like screaming mad George shit like society where they're like melting together. And like they're just devolving, but instead they're just like, no, you crouch down and just stay there for a second and cut and cut. Put yeah. the put the effect in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like that's it. Just felt really lazy. So, uh, because of the general shittiness of subspecies, our excitement over sea people might give you somewhat of the wrong expectation. It's still rough around the edges. Yes, the guy who is our main guy is to me possibly the worst guy in the movie. Has definitely been in 
several movies that have cop in the title. There's no way that guy hasn't been in. I, I feel like that guy has delivered a pizza in a low-budget film only to engage in fellatio. Like, I feel like this guy, I mean, not to say then that he's attractive no. in any way, shape, or form. Like, he's he's a gentleman. He looks like a gentleman at a roadside gas station yeah. where you walk in and you go, you know what? We'll get gas at yeah. the next one. He's the type of guy who would ask your 17-year-old daughter if she wanted to have a good time. Oh, my God. No, I'm like, he just looks no, like I'm that. No, I'm not like, saying you're wrong. It was just intense. The point is, is that um, he's not good. and He's a terrible lead. And the, the whole movie is a little awkward. Again, you said Oregon. Everyone in this movie has an axe. They don't, it don't feel like they establish where exactly we are. The only reason I want to say it was in the Oregon or the Pacific Northwest is because at one scene there's a totem pole, like a Native American totem pole. I know, but then I'm thinking about every, no one talk, it, the whole movie, everyone's like, dude, there are people around here who talk like that. Yeah, but that's because we're in the Lehigh Valley. This is like second home for a lot of them folks. Mm, just Point saying. being is that it doesn't make sense. The accents don't make sense. A lot of the movie doesn't make sense. However, what I want to say is this is an interesting, I feel like these this double feature is an interesting um, exercise in how sometimes B-movies, even if they are poorly done, low budget, the acting is rough, uh, with just a little bit of heart, they can work. Yeah. This works in a lot of ways. And it's weird that subspecies does it. Um, one of the things in the notes that we got after we already talked about it, so subspecies was the guy who directed subspecies, besides directing the other subspecies movies, he also directed Terrorvision. Not necessarily the most coherent movie, but a fun movie that really works. Yeah. So I don't know what the disconnect is between that movie and subspecies. This dude... He did what was we say again? Demonic toys? I don't know what the fuck that is. Demonic toys is like the it's like the it's like the the second rate. It, it's just weird because it's like if it, 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 it's like if Asylum Films made like Puppet Master movies. Oh sure, like. But the my my point simply being is that it's not that this guy is secretly some super talent. Like I don't think what we're getting here is well, of course C people works because he went on to be amazing. Like no, that's not the case at all. I think C people works. Uh, for probably a nameable reason, which is it feels more um, not coherent, but maybe more like there's more invested in it. Subspecies feels like a jerk off. Subspecies feels like fuck. We just got to get this movie done. Uh, you know who cares? That's whatever. exactly what it was. Yeah, but uh, seed people doesn't feel that way again not that it's smoothed out not that it shows amazing filmmaking but it, it hangs together it's entertaining and it has momentum and you feel like people want it to be a certain way it, again even if that way is just oh hey did you guys see uh, uh invasion of the body snatchers so did we let's watch <laughs> let's do it you know as well but for whatever reason even if it's mostly the effects, it really works. It, it, again, I wouldn't. If, if you're someone who's picky about your horror, you might not be into it. But if you're someone who like likes a fun romp, it's like that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it took, I think it took every, it, it focused on everything that needed to work to, to work for it to be good a horror movie. The acting is, eh, whatever. You know, the story, there's not much there. Like what you wanted to see from a, you know, a low budget '80s, early '90s horror movie was good special effects. And sure. that's where this movie like really hits it out of the park. Like, and, and again, the, uh, not perfect special effects. No, but just no, effective for what they are. Yeah, I mean, and it definitely it it doesn't it it the most important thing to point out about this movie is it doesn't reach for more than it's capable of. Like subspecies tries to be this like 
gothic, dramatic romance. Oh, it takes itself so, so fucking, fucking seriously. seriously. How can you take yourself so seriously when half the movie, the fucking dude is drooling? And lurking. There's so much lurking in that movie. What? And I... How am I supposed to get from him this sort of dark, dramatic figure when he can't fucking wipe his mouth? It's like, disgusting. I don't understand. Yeah, like, there's none of that in, 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 in Seed People. Like, it's just so, like, it, it's so ridiculous that you're just like, no, like, I like this because it's like, it it knows that it's, it knows what it is and it doesn't try to be anything more than that. Yeah. I mean, is it insane at times? Absolutely. Like, there's a point where, like, this the one teenage girl who she figures what's going on is because her parents' housekeeper's acting weird and she's like, don't let her near me. She's evil. And they're like, she can hear you. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to get footage of her. And of course, like, it's not even like the housekeeper's like, I, I don't know what her problem is. I mean, she's very clearly just like, I don't know what her problem is. And it's not shitty acting. It's like they were like, you got to act sterile and weird so they know you're a clone. It's like, yeah, but anyone would see that. It's also like, let's let me just name this because I think it's important to name in this movie. This movie is entirely white people. Yeah. Except for the housekeeper. Who is not only an alien, but Hispanic. Yeah. Now, the fact that the Hispanic woman, who is the woman working in the house, is being treated weird by the little blonde girl, that's awkward. Yeah. And that she might be an alien, and she is an alien, (laughs) is really fucked up. It actually is like... and, And I think... Honestly, I think at first it's on purpose. It's like, I think they really thought like, oh, well, you're going to think that there's something weird about the girl. But they never name like, why are you treating the housekeeper bad? Is it because she's yeah. a Spanish speaker who yeah. doesn't speak English well? But um, but it's because she's an alien. And it'd be different if the other characters named it. Like, we're just uncomfortable around people who are different than you. They're just like, yeah. well, what's the deal? I don't know, you know? <laughs> It's uh, everybody in town is the same. We're all the same, you know. What, whatever. I, I don't think that's a huge deal, but it's just strange. But and then, then again, it's one of those things where um, the fact that the other characters are like, I don't know, she seems fine to me. Yeah, and she's very clearly not fine. She's so clearly not fine. Yeah, but it, they do that with the other characters too, though. Like the ex husband, he's not fine. No, he's clearly fucked up. Like the, whatever. Point. Point. Is, the point is, you should know. That the movie's still a lot of fun. It if is. you are into something that's kind of gooey, it has fun outfits, you know, the young lady from Rescue Me. Rescue you know? Me. Uh, there's so much denim the whole movie. Everyone has denim. Everyone, it, there's denim the whole time. And there's some really quality French rolls in this movie if you're into that. <laughs> Lots of the, the people French rolling their jeans. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else about this movie that was, that was, uh, it's got a great ending. Great ending. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a good. I mean, it, it, I'm definitely happy that we watched. Here's the thing: you didn't. We were we were originally supposed to watch for our lesser known full moon episode. It was originally supposed to be Shrieker, and this. And Liam was like, "Shrieker looks terrible," and I was like, "You're probably right." I'm not so sure it's worse than Subspecies. I think we might have fucking uh, missed the boat. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: Subspecies, much like Sea People has a really interesting cover. It's something that I've been yeah. seeing in the video store forever, so I wanted to watch it. And I'm not saying that Shrieker isn't worse or anything like that. It's just Shrieker didn't appeal. But no. then again, I mean, maybe watching one thing that's good and one thing that's bad fits for Full Moon. Yes. You know, so that this might have been the best representation of Full Moon we could have is, okay, you're, you're either going to get something unwatchable or you're going to get something fun, but not very good. 
I yeah that that would definitely because uh, like I said I'm I'm a bigger fan of the work that Charles Band did for Empire. Um, Full Moon is just a lot of puppets and fucking porno, and then there's like th- this was like subspecies I think is like the. There's like a lot of people who like, like I posted this picture on Facebook we were watching and John Ren was like, I never saw the first one. I just skipped right to the second one. Great. And it was just like, so there are people out there who actually watch these movies. And apparently like there are because they've made fucking five of them and they made a box set. And I just don't, I, I don't, maybe the other four are good. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I, you know, if it was made available to me, I would watch the second one just to see. Uh, I own it. <laughs> I own the box. That's the epic not, collection. That's not available enough. If it was on a streaming service and all other streaming services were down and I was in my basement and I needed to watch something. You couldn't get out of your basement. Your door was welded shut. Right, right. Because you're hiding from xenomorphs. <laughs> all right. I think we're done with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are the two movies we watched. Um, should we sh- Should we finish up? Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I mean, uh, is there anything? Uh, let's talk. Uh, speaking of, it's. Let me walk across the room to the flyer, John. Because it's funny we're talking about Empire Records. Exhumed Films is actually doing no, a Empire Pictures. Empire Records is a movie. God damn it, Empire Records. My name isn't fucking Warren. I hate that movie. I hate that movie so much. Can we not get on this tangent? I'm just saying. Talk my, about the thing. My, ex, you have my in ex-girlfriend in high school loved that movie. And it Talk makes about me the sick. thing you have in your So Exuma Films is doing um, a Empire Pictures triple feature on February 25th. It is. It starts at 7:30 p.m. Um, Saturday, Saturday night. So you, none of you are doing anything. So you should go. Um, it's a few weeks after Valentine's Day, so there's no reason. Um, tickets are twenty dollars, and they're showing Ghoulies, The Dungeon Master, and Trancers. Um, you should go to this because ghoulies, I mean, yeah, just go to it. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's, uh, like I said, February 25th, a, the Empire Pictures triple feature. Uh, it's in Philadelphia at the International House. Um, tickets are available. You just go to exhumfilms.com. You can get tickets there. They'll probably have tickets at the door. Um, but yeah, I might, I'm kicking around going to that. What is the date again? Uh, February twenty fifth. I don't know. As you, as we already discussed, I will soon be blessed with uh, a daughter, and so I don't know what my available availability is to go to things like this. But I'm tempted to go. I, I'll be honest. I'm not a big Ghoulies fan. No, I like that's that's another movie. I like like when I was little. The sequel is good. Ghoul, I like Ghoulies Ghoul, two. Ghoulies two is awesome because it's got Royal Dano in it, and it's fucking a blast. Ghoulies three is horrible. And I don't think Ghoulies is all that bad, but it's like whenever I, th- I, I think most people when they're like, no, I love Ghoulies, they're thinking of, uh, they're thinking of Ghoulies too. Well, you know what would happen with me um, until I watched Ghoulies recently when I would say, oh, I love Ghoulies, what I really was saying was that I loved um, Critters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Critters, not, um, what was the other, we've talked about this in another episode, not Munchie? No, I don't, I've never seen that. <laughs> Never seen what? Say it. Munchie? <laughs> oh, my God. The fact that you're so stoked on this. So we haven't gotten to do this. We didn't get to do this on um, on the last episode of Cinepunks. That was a special episode, so we didn't get to mention. So I want to... There's a few people who we owe mentions to. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because of Patreon. Mm-hmm. So uh, Albert, 
I, I, so here's the thing you guys got to know. Uh, one of our patrons, Albert Martin, he's at the uh, level where we owe him shout outs on basically every episode forever. Yeah. Uh, Albert's also just a friend of the show. He's been on, you need to go listen to uh, Prince of Darkness episode. What was it? Where do we watch? Prince, Prince of Darkness. Darkness and Baskin. And Baskin. Uh, go listen to that episode. He's great on there. Sound isn't great on that episode, but he's great on there. Um, he is a longtime supporter. Um, he uh, just hooked us up in a big way for the project overall for Cinepunks. And he's an avid listener who has really nice things to say about us. So we we have a lot of respect for him. And he runs the Lehigh Valley um, Horror Group. The dude, the, the dude loves horror movies is what it comes down to. And yeah. he loves it in a way that like... Um, I don't think enough people do. Like it's a very, yeah. p- it's a very pure and, yeah. and and absolute love. We also need to give a shout out to Evo Tomas, uh, also someone very connected to the community. Uh, does some stuff behind the scenes for us, and is just a great supporter and longtime friend of Josh. And and um, I'm friends with him through Josh, and he's great. Um, I also I don't want to do this, but you know this is what she paid for, so I have to do this. So I have to say thank you to my mom. Oh, my mom supported us and she supported at the level where I owe her a couple of shout outs. So that's how that goes. Uh, we also owe shout outs to, so there's, we shout this person out before and I didn't look closely enough at their email. I shouted out Samantha Schalberger, Shateberger, Schalberg, Shateberger. Here's the thing. This is, this is Samantha Ray on Twitter. This is a young lady originally from Atlanta. Okay. I met her in Austin while she was in Austin. She just moved to LA. Gotcha. She is one, like us, into hardcore and film. She was part of the whole uh, Atlanta scene, knows, you know, the guys in uh, Foundation. I was going to, yeah. All those folks. Is she is she a member of the Order? She is not. Oh, okay. She's a, she's a, she's, she's a fan of the partying. Um, that but no I one could her, be perfect. I met her in Austin. It was just here's someone who is she's she's got a very uh, witchy aesthetic. I like witchy, thing. yeah. And uh, so I met her, and then we had mutual friends in Philly and in other places, and we knew about the same music. So that was a cool getting to meet her. Okay, and she stayed connected to us, and she's someone who has been invited to write for the site. I don't know if she'll get a chance to do it ever, but she's great. Um, if you're on Twitter, I think she's at Samantha Ray. I'm not sure if that's exactly right, but um, also at this level, who we owe a shout out to, Jeff Thibault, great man. dude. Man, the myth, the legend, and uh, a guy named Nick. Uh, I believe pronounces Guadadi. Um, I really so I messaged all the patrons to get you know Nick. Who who is this? He we hung out with him at um. Oh Nick, yeah. that's his last name. I yeah, don't know yeah. how to pronounce his last name. That's yeah, my issue. he's friends with like a uh, John Martello and all those guys. This is my issue with a lot of these people though, is that someone signs up on Patreon, right? Yeah, and then I don't recognize their like Sam. I just know Sam is Sam. I didn't yeah. know her last name, so I'm like, yeah, Nick's Nick's Ooh, who's Samantha blah 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 blah. Um, so uh, and Nick's the guy who hit me with the uh, vegan question about Motel Hell, and I was like, oh shit, didn't see that one coming. And the last thing, uh, the last person we need to thank, uh, well, you're on here, but uh, <laughs> fuck you. You're welcome. Uh, the last person we have to thank is Ashley uh, of Graveyard Shift Sisters. Yes. Um, if you don't know Graveyard Shift Sisters, they are, uh, she runs this website. It is a site in which they're engaging with issues of race and gender within horror. She's written a lot about the black experience within horror and about black horror films and about. Uh, and what I like about it is it's academic. It's uh, on some ways in that they're talking about uh, literary theory and race theory and some really like deep stuff. But it's also a lot of times entertaining. It's like this is why we love you know whatever. She's a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. It's it's there's a lot of fan stuff in there too. And sometimes 
when you're reading about film, you have to choose. You have to choose whether you want to read something that's academic, that uses theory, that has a lot of engagement, or you have to, or if you want to read something that's like fan stuff, which nothing against fan stuff, we're fans. But um, what I like about Graveyard Shift Sisters is you get both. You get a really awesome mix. So we love her. We would give her shout outs and her whole website yeah yeah no doubt shout outs period but they also support us so there you go um if you get a chance they have a patreon they're really great uh yeah we love them so uh those are all shout outs that were owed on that um as we already said this episode of harvest is brought to you by lehigh valley apparel creations uh head on over to their website xlvacx.com although it is worth noting that chris reject is not straight edge um (laughs) It's funny for us. It's very uh, funny. Yeah. And finally, um, we just want to shout out uh, to all of the awesome people who support us. Uh, shout out to people like Jaime, who do some work behind the scenes, uh, Joe Yannick, Justin Miller, even Evan, as much as it pains us to admit publicly. Uh, and, you know, Joseph Geraci, not just because of his work in Exhumed, but loud fast philly and being a part of cinepunks and really supporting us and of course the man the 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 other the other head of the hydra josh alvarez great dude yeah and there's probably more people who we owe lots of yeah i mean literally if you're listening to this thank you um please rate review subscribe download too Post about it on your social medias. Mm-hmm. Write an email to your aunt. Send it to her. I know at least one of you has a really creepy coworker who's like, "Yeah, man, they're remaking Saul again." Think about someone you knew in high school who you were never really friends with, but you know that they would be into weird shit like this. Yeah, they pronounce Ramstein, Ramstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One send, of those guys. Send them an email. Yeah, like, let them know what's up. Also, uh, I don't know if you're going to listen to this. If you are, um, we at the. Um, the thing in the, the last podcast thing we went to in Philly. Yeah, last podcast on the left. We went, Liam and I went there. We hung out with Evan. That was such a good time. That was a good time. Steven um, was there. Yeah, Steven Watch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, I, where's it going? We, we, had a, we had flyers out there, hard business flyers. Sure. And some guy just like took it and he was look, looking at it. I was like, you should listen to that podcast, man. That's my podcast. I'm Justin. Good to meet you. And I for, he gave me his name and I totally forget it. But you're a monster. I'm, I'm worse. I am worse. I'm I'm worse than Ted Bundy. I'd take a seed person over you. You would? Which one? The rolling one? All of them. <laughs> I would probably take the rolling one. The rolling one. one. To be fair, the flying one, it's a little too insect-like. That fucks yeah, with me. Yeah, it's really weird. And the other one was just a guy who doesn't have legs walking around, and that would just made me sad. Yeah. So anyway, thank you, sir. I, I, it made me so happy to see you pick up a flyer. Um, that was really cool. So thank you, and I hope you enjoy this. Hey, y'all, we love you. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Talk to you soon. I love you. Bye. Bye.